Hey, consider for a moment that everyone on earth has the same amount of time in every day. Did you know that? From the president to the paper boy, the housewife or the executive, to the farmer or or the financer, they all have exactly 24 hours in a day, 168 hours a week, 525,600 minutes each year. Or students, as you're gonna find out here in a couple weeks, 86,000 seconds in a 24-hour period, correct? We all have the same amount of time. We all have the same amount of time regardless of our status or what we do professionally. Now, some people take that time and they build relationships, they dream dreams, they make plans, they cultivate their walk with God, maybe they develop new skills, and they live lives of adventure. Some people watch a lot of TV. Some people make the most of the time they've been given, and others, well, if you were like me yesterday, whoo, just true confession, I watched an enormous amount of college football, amen? (laughs) What differentiates people isn't isn't the amount of time that we have available to us, but it's the manner in which we exercise our gifts and our talents within the time that is available to us. You see, we can waste time or we can spend time We can invest time and even our energy wisely. And today, that's what we want to talk about. We want to talk about this topic, what we believe in, this topic of stewardship. You see, stewardship is is about faithfully developing and using our gifts, our talents, and our resources within the amount of time that God has allotted to each and every one of us. And here's the key truth. Here's the big idea that we, we, we want you to leave here with today. It's this belief. I believe everything I am and everything I own belongs to God. Everything. You see, here's the deal. God is the owner and we are simply the managers of it all. We are the stewards. That word steward means manager. But God owns it all. Everything I am, everything I have belongs to him. I am simply a manager of it. I'm a manager of of the life that he's given me. I'm a manager of, of the gifts that he's given me. I simply manage it and take care of it all. You know, when many church members hear this word stewardship, there's one predominant idea that pops into their minds. Capital campaigns and money. They, they, they think about building projects. They, they may think about fundraisers. They may think about uh, a time in which the pastor's gonna ask them to give money towards something and they can't help it. You know, that, that, that's how this word stewardship has, has been defined in churches for years. It's kind of become a part, you might say, of our Christian culture. But stewardship is really much more than that. 
And being a steward, being a manager, it really isn't a Christian idea at all. Did you know that? We kind of just made it up. I'm just kidding. We didn't make it up. But this word steward and this idea of stewardship really isn't a Christian idea at all. It's actually an old English concept that was drawn from the days of castles and realms and the people who ran them. You see, in those days, I mean, th- think Braveheart with me, all right? Think, think, think Braveheart, painted men in loincloths. Think of that lords and nobles and, and, and just think of that. In, in, in those days, people lived in realms. They, they, they lived in realms. These were large land areas, approximately the size of, of what we would probably consider three counties today. And in the middle of that realm, in the middle of each realm, there was a castle. And that's where the Lord of the realm lived. Now, the Lord that lived in that castle, the Lord that lived in that realm, he owned everything in that realm, everything within that three-county area. He owned all the land. He owned all the farms. He owned all the buildings and even all of the commerce, everything, everything was under his control and under his authority. Now, as you can imagine, the Lord's castle was the nicest home in that realm. In that three-county region, I mean, his house was the finest. It was the place. But there was another house that was nearby the Lord's house that was really nice as well. It wasn't quite as nice as the Lord's house, but it was very, very nice itself. And that's where the Lord's steward lived. Now the steward, this manager, he didn't own anything, but he took care of everything that belonged to the Lord. He managed the crops. He, he, he managed uh, the, the, the labor force. He, he managed the taxes. This, this steward managed the banking and, and the commerce and any of the Lord's other interests. He was the man calling the shots. He managed everything on behalf of the Lord of that realm. That's what stewardship was all about. It was about asset management. And so in the early 1600s, when when the translators of the King James Bible needed needed a word to describe how how, how God wants believers to handle money or to handle gifts and resources or to handle creation or to handle their bodies or their homes or any of that, this idea of stewards and stewardship was a natural fit for them. On one hand... God is the Lord. In fact, in Psalm chapter 24, verse 1, it says, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all its people belong to him. In fact, let's just read this together. The earth is the Lord's. That's out loud with your voice, not just silently meditate. Out loud. Prove to me that you can read. Here we go. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all its people belong to him. That verse tells us that God owns it all. 
He, he owns it all. There is, there is no mistaking that everything, in fact, don't we read very early on in, the, in this book called the Bible that God created. Everything is from him. He owns it all. He is the Lord of the realm. On the other hand, we are the stewards of the realm. We are the managers of his stuff. And listen, we're to manage his stuff for his glory. We, we, we don't manage it so that people will look at us and say, wow, you've got a lot of stuff. You, you've got some nice toys or, or man, look, look how fit you are. Wow, you've got the body of a Greek God. Whoa, you're, it's not about us. We're not the Lord of any of this. We're simply the stewards. We're, we're the managers of everything. And we are to manage everything here on earth from creation to our very bodies. We're to manage this stuff for his glory. You see, that makes us stewards. That makes us managers of his resources. And just as the old English Lord held the steward responsible for his stewardship, can I just let you know something? We too are also going to have to give an account of how we manage God's resources. What? Yeah, we're going to have to give an account to the Lord as to how we have managed his resources. I love what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2. A person who is put in charge as a manager must be faithful. Faithful. Wow. No pressure, right? Well, what are some of those things that we've been put in charge of? What are some of those things then that we are to Manage. Well, I've already said one of them, but creation. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Very on in the very first, early on in the first book of the Bible, Genesis, we find God creating everything. And on the sixth day, he created man and he puts man in what? Charge of it all. Name things, tend the garden, take care of it. You're in charge of creation. Adam, I'm giving you the authority to take care of what I created. And I don't know how long of a period went by in history in which Adam managed and stewarded it well. I don't know. Be a great question one day when we get to heaven, right? But we know that man was given dominion and authority over everything on earth created. He was put in charge of it. He was to tend it. He was to take care of the garden. By the way, have you seen what's happening in the community garden, the Providence community garden behind us? I'm telling you, things are starting to grow. Man, there's lettuce, there's radishes, there's, there's all sorts of beautiful, beautiful produce that is taking place. It's growing back behind us here in our Providence community garden. You ought to, you ought to go take a tour. Just close the gate so that our... Our four-legged friends don't get in there and, and, and destroy it, right? But we've been given dominion. We are to manage and take care of creation. Hey, do you realize that you're also supposed to manage your children? 
Rewind the tape. Did you know and realize that you're supposed to manage your children? Your children are not to manage you. We got too many kids CEOs in our homes today, right? You know what I'm talking about. But God has placed you, mom and dad. God is, whether you have biological children or whether you, you are adopting and fostering, you, you are to manage and steward your children. Is it for your glory? No. Remember what a steward does. It's for God's glory and for his purposes. But for 18 years, or for some of you for 32 years, God has children in your home. <laughs> And you are to steward them. You are to manage them. You are to, as scripture says, train up a child in the way he should go. Go. They leave. But you're to raise them up. You're to steward them. But they're not yours. They belong to God. You're simply a steward and a manager of them, right? What about your money? Oh, we love to talk about that. You, 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 you are a manager. You know your money's not your money. Do you know that? You, you're a manager of it. God has given it to you. He's blessed you with it. And, and we are to manage it for his purposes and for his glory. We are to use it to advance those things that he delights in and that he would call us to. But it's not your money. It belongs to him. He simply asked that we would manage it well. In fact, Scripture says that, that we are to, to return how can you return something that's not yours? We're to give back to God what's his. And see, all throughout the Bible, I know that this would not happen today, but throughout the Bible, what was happening is people weren't managing that well and they weren't giving back to the Lord what was his. They were robbing him of some of that. I know that would never happen in our culture today, that people would think it's theirs and, and just keep it to themselves. I know that we are faithful and we're giving back to the Lord, but it's not ours. He says, return to me what belongs to me. You manage your homes. You're a steward of your home. How do you use your home for the glory of God? I, I love, I, I love, I started, I love Pastor Robert Chester. What I meant to say, I love what Pastor Robert Chester and I were talking about uh, about a year and a half ago. This I did this art of hospitality. You ever thought about using your home? Open it up to people and use it as a tool for God? You ever thought about how, how you might use your home, the place you live? And I know for so many of us, it's a place that we, we run and hide, we close the garage door, we park our car just praying, hoping that the neighbors don't ever see us. I'm hoping that no kid rings my doorbell at trick-or-treat night. You know what I'm saying? But hospitality, your home, God's given you that, large or small, clean or dirty. Well, it's me. It's me. But we're to use our homes. We can use that as a resource for God's glory. What about your bodies? Oh man, don't go, don't go there, right? Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who lives within you, right? But even our bodies are to be used for God's glory. We need to be just prepared and ready to go and do whatever God calls us to do. Listen, over everything we do, you know, Scripture says in 1 Corinthians 10, 31, it says, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Listen, we're to manage. We're to be stewards of everything. As believers, we, we, we can't disconnect these, these ideas of, of ownership and stewardship. 
You see, when we understand our responsibility as simply asset managers, we can gratefully, I said gratefully receive what God passes to us and we can enjoy what he's entrusted to us. But if we start thinking of ourselves as as owners, it's my home, it's my body, don't tell me how to take care of it. These are my kids or it's my money. It's, it's, if we start thinking it as ours and we are the owners, it becomes much harder for us to open our hands and to open our hearts to use his resources for his purposes. Remember what I said. We are managers and stewards. We use the things that God has given us, everything about us for his purposes and his glory. So here's the million dollar question then. How do we know if we're being a good steward? How do I know if I'm managing well? There's only one way to know. It's through reading God's word. Yeah, look what it says in Deuteronomy chapter eight, verse three. People do not live by bread alone. Rather, we live by every word that comes from the mouth of our Lord. Listen, we show our love for God by obeying him, by being a steward who manages things on his terms. That's how we show our love for God. By obeying him, by reading every word and and obeying the words that is written to us, the the, the words that he gave us to live by. And by being a steward, a good steward who manages things on his terms. It's hard, isn't it? It might be hard or it might be easy for us to, to read God's word and to understand and live by that. But for some of us, as we think about stewardship and how am I managing all these things that God has placed in my care, how am I doing? Sometimes it's really, really difficult to manage things on his terms. Listen, human ownership must be governed by God. And that's why when God created Adam and he made Adam, one of the first things he did was to give him this instruction in Genesis 2, verses 16 to 17. The Lord God warned him, hey, Adam, listen, you may freely eat the fruit of every tree in the garden. Adam, accept the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you are sure to die. Let me encourage you with something this morning. God gives instruction to us to protect us. And following his instruction provides the best results, his results. So so many of us think that that, that, that God's commands restrict us. So so many of us think that that the things that God has written in his word, man, they they limit us and they restrict our freedom. But can I just remind you or maybe share something with you for the very first time? Biblical freedom, freedom in the biblical sense, it never means just doing what you want. You see, freedom in the Bible, when you look at it in scripture, freedom in the Bible is, is the power to do what you ought to do. And how do you get that kind of freedom? Well, Jesus told us the truth sets us 
And the absolute standard of truth is God's word. So if you want to know how you can manage well, if you want to know how you cannot be hindered or limited by what you have or what you don't have, and that's how so many of us think when it comes to stewardship and, and what's been entrusted to me. I'm telling there is freedom. There's freedom when we use our stuff, when we live our lives, when we live our lives according to God's word. There's freedom there. This morning, uh, the guys that were praying with me, and I, and I love that. I, I love men that come and pray with me in the morning. But there was a word that came up this morning. In fact, Chad, I think you prayed this morning. You used the S word, surrender. You, you, you prayed for surrender this morning. And when it comes to this idea of stewardship, when it comes to us managing well and using everything that we have for God's glory and for God's purposes, that word surrender is the key. That I've got to surrender what I think. I've got to surrender what I want. I've got to surrender what everybody else is. And I just have to, another, another S word would be submit to what he's calling me to be about. There's freedom there when I live that way. There's freedom when I surrender all. Not just parts, but all. Listen, church, stewardship can make a major difference in our lives. When we simply move from understanding in our heads to fully embracing it in our hearts. God is the owner of everything we have and everything we are. And when we come to faith in Christ, we, we, we turn over the deed of everything. When, when I say yes to Jesus, I'm turning over the deed of, of everything about me and everything that I have, it now becomes his. Our children, our money, our homes, our bodies, my every breath, I surrender and I turn it over to him. But then God turns to us and he invites us to manage all these things according to his purposes. And when we do it his way, when I manage and steward his resources his way, oh, I live a life of freedom. I'm freed from the hassles of ownership and I can enter into a life of reward and blessing. How are you managing today? How are you stewarding all that God has placed under your care? How are you managing your home for his purposes and his glory? What about your temple, your body? How are you taking care of yourself? What about your kids? I know for some of you right now today, you're thinking, hey, I'll give my kids to, Aaron, to, to Marin and Laurie if they want a couple of extra to put up for somebody. I'll give mine. no. No, God's given them to you. And he wants you to manage them well, steward them well. How are you taking care of creation? How, how are you managing your finances for kingdom purposes? Come on, church. God's entrusted it to us.
let's manage well. You know, this song that we used to sing growing up as a kid means a lot more to me today, Chad, after you use that word surrender. And it goes like this, and if you know it, help a preacher out. All to Jesus I surrender. All to him I freely give. I will ever love and trust him in his presence daily live. I surrender all, not some. I surrender all, all to Thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender.